All right, well, hey, I want to welcome you this morning. It's awesome to see you today, and uh, just so glad you're here, whether you're joining us here in person. Thank you for being here today, uh, whether you're joining us online, uh, for all of our, our friends and family online. Uh, it is so awesome to gather together and to lift up God's name and to worship Him and to study His Word. And we have been in a powerful series over the last few weeks on the grace of God. And we have seen that God's grace saves us, God's grace changes us. It's an everyday grace that strengthens us when our life is hard. It's a transforming grace that can change people's lives as we extend that grace to others. <laughs> At any point, do we deserve grace? Do we deserve God's grace? Absolutely not. And yet, God freely gives it to us when we put our trust in His Son, Jesus. And I just hope today that your life is being changed and transformed by God's radical, amazing grace. Well, today we are going to wrap up our series, and I want to give you one last illustration of grace. And uh, the picture that I want, to, I want to share with you today can literally change the trajectory of your life. And I want to help you understand the full picture of what God wants to do in your life. And so we're going to draw that out from a couple of verses in John chapter 1. If you want to head over there, we're going to be in John chapter 1. Um, just listen to how John describes Jesus, the Word made flesh. It's a very Familiar and famous verse, John chapter 1, verse 14, which says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, glory as the only Son of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. We saw His glory full of grace and truth. A couple verses later, it says, The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So this is an amazing passage. John is telling us about Jesus, and he's talking about how God took on flesh in Jesus. He came down to earth. He dwelt among us. And then John says, We have seen his glory. Who is this we? Is it me we? You we? We, Christians and generals? No, 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 John is telling us about him we. He's talking about, um, you know, Peter and Andrew and James and John and all the dozens and hundreds of people who saw Jesus and who beheld the glory of God in Jesus Christ. And he's saying, we saw his glory. Glory as of the only Son of the Father. And then he describes it and he says, it was full of grace and truth. And by the way, the law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And to help us understand today this idea of grace and truth and how it displays the glory of God, I thought I'd bring a little illustration to help us out. Uh, probably all seen these uh, 3D glasses sometimes you get at the movie theater. Um, have you ever noticed that a 
But 3D glasses have two different lenses. There's like a, a blue lens and a red lens. Now, what if both these lenses were red? Would we see a movie in 3D with just red lenses? No, right? What if they were both blue? Would it be in 3D? No, no, no. It takes the red and the blue working together to create that incredible 3D experience. It's not just the blue. It's not just the red. It's the red and blue. That's what brings the movie to life. And I think John saying Jesus is a little bit like that. He's not just the grace. He's not just the truth. He is grace and truth. And when you see that grace and truth, when you look through those Jesus lenses, we beheld the glory of God. And so as we as followers of Jesus, and we get to put on our Jesus lenses, and we begin to see the world in a whole new way. And it's not just a little bit of grace, a little bit of truth. It's not just sometimes grace, sometimes truth. No, Jesus has modeled for us a life of grace and a life of truth. And what's so amazing, guys, as we begin to put on our Jesus goggles, just think about it. Just imagine the difference that could make in your life. Imagine the difference it would make in our homes. If we created a culture in our home that wasn't just a, we're not just going to be a grace house. We're not just going to be a truth house. We're going to be a house full of grace and truth. Wouldn't that change the culture of our homes? Or, or you think about some of the big conversations that are happening in the world today and, and across our nation, you know, those big conversations in our workplaces and our classrooms and the friendly conversations. What if we actually started to jump in those conversations, not the way we would, but the way Jesus would? And maybe Jesus is actually inviting us to engage the world today the way he did with transforming grace and transforming truth. Or how could it change the heart of an unbelieving spouse if he began to see the glory of Jesus Christ being unveiled in your life, not just with grace, not just with truth, but grace and truth. See, Jesus came full of grace and truth. That's how John describes him. Not just grace, not just truth. And so the invitation for us today is that we have an opportunity for the glory of God to be displayed in our lives as we follow Jesus and we model our lives after him and we live our lives with grace and truth. Can you see how this could change the trajectory of your life? To not just be a grace person or not just be a truth person, but to actually be a person full of grace and truth? That's what we're talking about today. So we're going to pray and then we'll dive in. I just want to talk a little bit about what it means, grace and truth, and then why we struggle to live that out and then how we can actually be transformed. So let's pray. Father, thanks for this morning. Thank you for the grace and truth we've received in Jesus. Um, and God, I just pray that today, that as we gather in the name of Jesus, whether we're here, whether we're online, wherever we are, um, Lord, would you do a transforming work in our hearts? Help us to receive the fullness of what you have for us today. God, help us not to leave here the same. We just think about all those people who, who, who came into your presence and they encountered you and they, they left changed. 
And that's how I want to leave today. I want to leave changed. So would you help us do that today? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're talking about grace and truth. And, and I just think as we're looking for a model for our lives, and we look at Jesus, Jesus embodies this grace and truth. So, so what is grace and truth? What is this all about? And uh, we can just go back to our story here in John chapter 1. John says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And if you read this passage, and you really should, read John chapter 1. I mean, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. You know, the Word became flesh. This is a powerful chapter on who Jesus is. And what we learn from this chapter is that Jesus has come and he is actually revealing God to us. Right? We, we're beholding the glory of God in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is actually here and he's revealing God's heart. He's revealing God's character. And what's incredible is that actually this is the exact same thing that Moses experienced when God reveals his glory to Moses. And we see echoes between John chapter 1 and uh, Exodus 33 and 34. You guys remember that story um, when Moses sees God's glory on Mount Sinai? It's a cool story. Um, Moses, he's in Exodus 33 and 34, he's coming up the mountain another time to receive God's law. And of course, God's people have sinned. They've worshipped the golden calf. And Moses is angry. And God is angry. And God says uh, to Moses that he's not going to dwell with Israel. You guys remember that? God's like, I'm not going to dwell with you. There's that word dwell. Um, and, and yet God also says to Moses, he, he also has told Moses that he's Moses' friend. Remember that? And so Moses kind of feels some confidence from that. And he's like, all right, if I am your friend, God, I just have one request. Show me your glory. Remember that conversation? And God, of course, says, well, no one can see my full glory and live. But I'll allow this partial backside glory to pass by. Could you just imagine how incredible that would be? And so God passes by, and uh, maybe Moses was thinking, you know, big, like, fireworks, it's this incredible sight, and yet what actually, what actually passes in front of Moses and what he sees is actually the goodness of the Lord. Do you remember that? And God begins to declare his character to Moses, his heart. And this is what he says in Exodus 33 and 30, uh, 34, 6 and 7. He says, the God is declaring who he is as he passes by Moses. This is the glory of the Lord. God declares, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and filled with gracious love and truth. He graciously loves thousands and forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. But he does not leave the guilty unpunished. My uh, Hebrew professor back in seminary would call this the Exodus 34 character of God. Isn't that cool? And it's actually something that you see over and over and over again on the pages of Scripture. The Exodus 34 character of God. And at the very center of who God is, at the center of his character, what it says in this passage, he is, 
is filled with gracious love and truth. Some of your translations will say, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. The Hebrew is literally full of grace and truth. Which, by the way, is exactly what we see in Jesus, isn't it? This is the glory of God's character. It's, a, it's his heart. The heart of God is grace. The heart of God is truth. And it's his heart for every one of us today. And isn't this combination of, of just grace and truth, isn't that, when we look at Jesus and we go, man, Jesus is this incredible person. He has this beauty about him. Isn't this exactly what we see in Jesus? We see his grace and how Jesus had this heart of love and forgiveness. How he seemed to love those who least deserve it. You know, I'm talking about the beggar on the side of the road. This woman caught in adultery. Or even just some kids playing on the road. And everybody's saying, no, nah, don't. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. And he comes with this beautiful, beautiful grace. And then we see truth in Jesus too, don't we? Right? Jesus had a passion for the truth. Jesus had a passion for the truth of God's word. And he would never hold back from saying things, even if it angered an authority, right? Even if it was going to cost him a follower, he always said what people needed to hear. He was full of grace and truth. Not just some grace, not just some truth. Jesus was 100% grace and 100% truth 100% of the time. That's incredible. And so, as we think about who God wants us to be, isn't this exactly how God wants every one of us to live? And I just think today, maybe Jesus became human so that we could learn how to be human again. So that we could learn how to be people full of grace and truth. Because isn't that what the world needs? Isn't that what our homes need? Isn't that what you and I need? We all need grace. We all need truth. Now there's a great movie that came out years ago called Radio. Do you guys remember that movie, Radio? Um, it's a... It's a fun movie. Radio tells the true life story of a high school football coach who befriends um, a young man who has these uh, mental challenges and difficulties, and they all call him Radio because he loves listening to the radio. I mean, it's really a heartwarming story. Um, you know, it's one of those where it's like everybody's life is changed and you're crying at the end. And there's a, there's a really fun scene in the movie where... The coach and radio are eating together at a diner. And after they finish eating their meal, the waitress comes by, and she's very polite, and um, she just kind of slowly asks radio, radio, would you like apple pie for dessert? Or would you like strawberry pie for dessert today? You guys remember radio? He just looks at the waitress's files. He goes, I want both. <laughs> I want both. <laughs> do you want grace? Or do you want truth? And I'm going, I want both. I want my life to be changed by both. And I think we need both. I think the world wants both. 
And yet, isn't it crazy? Because in our lives, don't we kind of pick our favorite pie? And for most of us, it's not like grace and truth. It's like grace or truth. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, we all tend to lean one way or another. Some of us are truth people. Some of us are grace people. Let's just, just quick survey of the room, and you can all play along at home. Um, how many of you are grace givers? Any grace people in the house? No. I, I'm guessing if, if you were a truth person, maybe you'd raise... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> grace givers, come on. Let me see it. Hi, I'm a grace. Got a lot of grace. A lot of grace. How many of you are truth tellers? Any truth people? You're going to tell it how it is. That's right. Truth people in the house. Um, how many of you are married and you married your opposite? Isn't it funny how that happens? <laughs> Sometimes it happens that way. Um, anybody ever notice that there's two kind of, kinds of parents in the world? There's actually grace-based parenting. Any of you guys heard of that? Grace-based parenting. And then you got the old school where it's like, no, we're doing truth-based parenting. That's old school. Um, you ever notice there's grace churches and truth churches? Isn't it funny how we all kind of pick our favorite pie? And you got grace people and you got truth people and the grace people are saying like, I'm going to love you at the extreme. The grace people are saying, I'm going to love you and accept you no matter who you are, no matter what you do, whether it's true or not. And then on the other extreme, you've got the truth people saying, I'm going to tell you the truth and I don't care how you feel because it's the truth. And it just seems today that as I look at the world, I see a lot of people who actually love truth at the expense of grace. And I see a lot of people loving grace at the expense of truth. And it just seems like maybe today one of the hardest things in the world is to be a person of truth and grace. It's like walking and chewing gum at the same time. It's just so hard to do. And yet that's what Jesus did. So what's the problem of being a truth person or being a grace person? You know, what, what, what does that do in our lives? And I just was starting to think about this. And, you know, what if, what if you're a truth person? And, um, you know, let's, let's talk about truth people. What happens if you're giving truth without grace? How does that go? Does that go very well? Truth without grace? No, it's not very, received very well. And I would say truth without grace on the extreme can be cruel. What about grace without truth? Grace without truth is compromise. And a lot of times when we're giving grace without truth, we're compromising who we are and what we believe. One of the most dangerous things we can do as followers of Jesus is to preach truth without grace or grace without truth. Because truth without grace is cruel and grace without truth is compromise and neither one looks like Jesus. Jesus never turned down the truth, did he? And he never laid down the grace. He was all grace, all truth, all the time. That's who he was. And so I just think, you know, for those of us today, we're like, okay, how can I be like Jesus? To go back to that, that original idea, how can the glory of God be displayed in my life as I live out this radical grace and radical, radical truth? How do we become not people of grace or truth? How do we become people of grace and truth? I've, I've been thinking about it, praying about it, studying, and, you know, 
just how do we do this? The only answer I have to how we can become people of grace and truth is to receive Jesus Christ, who was full of grace and truth. If we want to give away grace and truth, we need our lives to be transformed by radical grace and, and radical truth, don't we? I mean, you think about the, the story of the woman who's caught in adultery. She's guilty. She knows she's guilty. All the religious leaders are ready to throw stones at her. And Jesus just walks into that situation. And you remember what he says? He goes, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. It's like, here's grace. Here's truth. I don't condemn you. You know, Jesus sets you free. And in that moment, her life was radically changed because she encountered radical grace and radical truth. How do we become people of grace and truth? I was thinking it's kind of like the coronavirus. You can't give away a virus that you don't have. You can't give away a virus if you're not infected by it. But we can't give away grace and truth we haven't been transformed by grace and truth. See, we give out of a full cup. You can't give out an empty, an empty cup. You can't give away what you don't possess. So if I want a full cup of grace and truth, the only way that I can think to do that is to come to a person named Jesus who was full of radical grace and radical truth. The only way that I can think of is to come to a cross where we see the intersection of grace and truth. Because on that cross, we get a lot of truth, don't we, about who we are? We come to that cross, we see that we're really more sinful than we ever wanted to admit. We're, you know, Jesus had to die for our sins, and we see that truth, and yet we see this radical grace. God loves us more than we ever could have imagined. He paid that price on the cross for me and for you. It's radical grace and it's radical truth. And today God is asking you to receive by faith the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And if we will receive that gift, God's going to come into your life. God is going to forgive your sins and you're going to begin a brand new relationship with God that lasts forever. It is a relationship of constant grace and truth. You think about what John said in John chapter 1. And I love this. Um, John talks about the Word being made flesh. He says, we've seen His glory. It's full of grace and truth. And you might want to underline this if you have your passage in front of you because this is where it becomes transforming. Just a few verses later, John says, out of His fullness we have received. We always give out of a full cup. Out of his fullness of grace and truth, we have all received. Isn't that amazing? Do we ever stop needing grace and truth? I'm a Christian. Do I? I never stop needing grace and truth. And what Jesus is saying is, if you want grace and truth, all you have to do is ask. As many as received him, he became the right to become children of God. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be made full. So today, if you've never done it, you can ask to receive grace and truth in Jesus Christ. And we never stop needing grace and truth because this grace and truth is what changes our life. And John says, out of his fullness, we've all received. How amazing is that? It's kind of like 
putting on the 3D glasses, right? Following in Jesus. It's like, I've received this radical grace and truth. And it's changed everything. It's changing how I see the world. It's not just grace anymore. It's not just truth anymore. It's grace and truth. There's an incredible story about a guy named Bruce Bridgman. And uh, it's, not, it's not our Bruce Bridgman. We know an actual Bruce Bridgman, which is kind of funny. Um, there's, a, there's a guy named Bruce Bridgman. And, um, and Ryan, this is the one you're going to have to check with your girlfriend. So follow along with me. There's a guy named Bruce Bridgman, and most of his life he was unable to perceive depth. So when he looked at trees, they looked like green panels. And uh, if he wanted to see how close or how far an object was, he kind of had to turn his head um, just to, to get that depth perception. He was literally unable to see depth. And for 67 years of his life, that's how he lived. That is until February of 2012. He and his wife went to the theater to watch Hugo in 3D. And when Bruce put on the 3D glasses, everything changed. The characters and the scenery came to life in a, a, in a greater stereo depth than he had ever experienced before. It was like one of those experiences where it was like, what is going on? You know, like I mean, we've all seen 3D. It's like the hand reaches out. And you're like, whoa, I could touch that. Or like things are coming at you. And, you're, and he's seeing all of this for the first time. He's, he's been unable to see death most of the time. Now he's seeing it. It was just an incredible, incredible time at the show. And then, um, you know, on the way out, you take off the glasses, right? And drop them off and you leave the theater. Well, when Bruce Bridgman took off the glasses, left him at the theater, and walked out, the way he was seeing the real world had changed as well. Isn't that incredible? And the lampposts were like jumping out from the background. Cars and trucks and people, they're all in like this new vividness that he had never seen before. And uh, of course, you know, the experts have tried to figure this out, and um, many of them will say, uh, you know, maybe the 3D glasses jolted something in his visual system. I don't know how that works. But for Bruce, the way he describes it, he was euphoric. He was seeing the world in a whole new way. And he may not understand what was happening in his eyes or any of that. It was actually really simple for Bruce. There was life before Hugo, and there was life after Hugo. And isn't it that way for us as followers of Jesus, and the way we've seen the world? I mean, it really is simple. It's as simple as there was life before Jesus, and there was life after Jesus. We began to see the world in a whole new way because we've been transformed by grace and truth. And I just think for us as a church, because we're a church that believes in grace, we believe in forgiveness and acceptance. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We're, um, we all deserve the judgment of God. We're all under his wrath. Right? We all need God's grace in our life. And I've received grace in an amazing way. I know many of you have. And, and if our lives have been changed by radical grace, how can we not be full of grace for others? We believe in grace. We believe in radical grace as a church. That's why we're in this series. And it's because his grace has changed our life. We're also a church that believes in truth. And we believe that God is true. We believe God has truth. We believe the truth sets us free. 
We believe the Bible's true. And here at Hope, the Bible is our final authority. Amen? So we believe in truth. And that's why we preach God's word. That's why we um, live out the Bible. It's why we want to bring the scriptures to light. Because we want to create a culture that is built on the truth. Our lives have been changed by God's truth. So how could we not share that with other people? We want to be a person of grace and church. We want to be a church of grace and, church, of grace and truth. Because when we do that, the glory of God is going to be displayed in our lives. And people are going to be drawn to us in a powerful way because they're seeing Christ in us. So I just want to challenge every one of us today. How are you doing on grace and truth? Because if we're going to follow Jesus, put on those 3D glasses, let's become people of not just grace or truth. Let's become people full of grace and full of truth, just like Jesus was. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for today. And we want to thank you for the powerful way that you're working in our lives and in this church. Where would we be without grace? Where would we be without truth? And yet I know in my life, God, so many times I hold back one or the other. And I just know, God, when I do that, I am not reflecting your son. So we ask, God, that you would forgive us for some of the, maybe the harsh ways that we've shared truth. Forgive us for some of the ways we've compromised by overemphasizing grace. And I just ask today, God, you would bring us back to Christ. Bring us back to a life full of grace and truth. Out of your fullness, God, we want to receive today. Transform us. Change us into the image of your Son. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.